praise the Lord. Praise God. Yes, oh God. Hallelujah. Amen. And all that are alive and remain are here in the, in the house. Praise God. Amen. I give honor today to all that have come to Praise Temple Apostolic Church. We give you honor today. We thank you for being in Sunday school with us. And Sunday school with us is just church. Amen. I want to tell you today, when we come in the house of the Lord, we always say this, we're just going to have church. And that means this, we're going to preach the word and we're going to let the Holy Ghost move in this place. And whatever God wants to do, that's what we want to have here in this house. Amen. I believe today that it's the complete will of God that somebody receives the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on. I said, I believe it's the will of God. I believe it's the will of the Lord that somebody be baptized today in the name of Jesus. I believe it's the will of the Lord that somebody be healed and loosed and set free. Amen. That's the will of the Lord. Amen. And his word says, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want to see the glory of God in the house of the Lord today. Praise God. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke, the 21st chapter. Luke, 21st chapter. We're going to begin at the 25th verse. I have several scriptures that I want to read into your hearing. Amen. In case you don't know it, this is actually a very special day. Amen. Those of you that have kept track of world events, Right now, there's a culmination of things. As a matter of fact, it may be that the last trump has sounded in Israel at the culmination of that great feast of trumpets. My, 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 I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Amen. Luke 21, beginning at verse 25. And there shall be signs in the sun. And in the moon and in the stars upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity. The seas and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and with glory. And when these things begin, everybody say begin. Begin. When these things begin to come to pass, he said, then look up and lift up your head for your redemption draweth nigh. And he spake to them a parable, behold the fig tree and all the trees. And when they now shoot forth, You see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. So likewise ye, when you see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not come to pass or not pass away till we all, till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word shall not pass away. Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with, with, with surfing, surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life. And so that day come upon you unaware. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray. Always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Today I want to preach to us just two words. And it's just simply this today. It's time. It's time. Why don't you look at your neighbor today and just say, it's time. It's time. It's time. I want to preach about that time this morning for a little while or teach however the Lord would direct this this morning. Would you pray with me over the word that we're about to receive? Lord, we love you today. God, we praise you today. We bless you and we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy (coughs) that are in this place. I pray, God, that you touch minds 
hearts, souls that are gathered into this house today. That you speak to us, God, with the power of the word of God. And the authority of God is manifested in this house today. I pray today, Lord, oh God, reaffirm today, Lord, that your, that your word is truth. Lord, we ask you this today in the mighty name of Jesus. And the church said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated today. Praise the Lord. This past week, Sister Cook and myself were sitting at the house after a long day's work. And Sister Ashley dropped by. And, and all the kids were gathered and playing. And Jaden and Easton came over at the end of the couch and they sat down together. You know, everywhere you see one, you always see the other with those two. And Jaden began to ask some questions. He said, Papa, what about the rapture? And I began to talk to him about the coming of the Lord. And, and then he said, Papa, what about the children, the little ones? And I began to explain to him what the word of God said concerning those. And we talked about that for a little while. But then I looked at him and I said, but Jaden, you've received the Holy Ghost. And he said, yes. And I said, and you're 13 years old and have an understanding of the plan of salvation. The responsibility and you have an understanding of sin. And he does. And he knew. And I said, then it's up to you that you would make it to heaven. And they left there. I knew that he was a little perplexed, and, uh, which is good. That's all right. And uh, just a, a, a day or so later, we got a call and first a text. And I found it just too good. He said, I, he said, I need to talk to my pastor. Thank God that we have pastors in our life. Oh, come on. I said, thank God I've got a pastor in my life. He said, I need to talk to my pastor. So I talked to him on the phone for a little while. And, and uh, then as the day grew, I told Sister Cook, I said, let's go over to Sister Ashley's tonight and spend some time. And when we got there, I... I looked and I could tell that Jaden was still troubled and we called him over there to us and I, I reached down and I grabbed him and I just held him and when I held him, tears began to stream down his face and he began to cry and, and I knew that he was a troubled young man uh, just because he knows what day it is. And I, we talked with him some more and then with their other children around, we eased off in the bedroom where we could find a comfortable seat and put Jaden there in front of us. And we began to pray, and all of a sudden, the power of God settled inside of that room, and the glory of God was manifested, and tears began to roll down faces. And wasn't just Jaden crying in that room, every adult in the room was, was crying before the Lord. And then in a little while, there came a beautiful sound out of a young man that was him speaking in tongues as the, as the unction of the Lord began to direct him. And Jaden had received the Holy Ghost already, but Jaden needed to be refreshed in the Lord. And I want to say this today. Amen. The majority of us have received the Holy Ghost in our lives. But I want to give you some direction in the Lord. And I want to tell you today, you need a refreshing in your life. You need a new anointing in your life. Amen. Of the same old spirit that you've got. Amen. Let me say, oh, let me preach for a little while. You need to stir up a gift that you've got on the inside of you that is real, that is life changes, that is power over sin in your life, that is the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Amen. He that hath that spirit is going to be raised up. If you ain't got the spirit of God, you will not be raised up, but you'll lay dead in your grave. And I'm going to tell you, you need the Holy Ghost today. Amen. I wouldn't leave here today without it. If it's been a while since you've spoken in tongues 
Amen. Under the unction of the Spirit, you need a refreshing in the Holy Ghost. Amen. You want to know why? And first of all, because we need to have a real relationship with God. Amen. There needs to be no pretensions between us and God. Amen. But we need to be authentic before the Lord. And then it's time. I said it's time. Amen. I believe God stirred up that young man's heart. Amen. I I don't believe it was an accident. I, I don't believe that it was emotionalism. I believe that God... Amen. Spoke to a young man that said, you need a confirmation of what you have in your life. I want to tell us today. Amen. There are some in this house. I'm just preaching today as a pastor would. You need a confirmation of what you've got. Come on. That's all right. You need a confirmation of what you've got. Amen. You need to stir it up on the inside of you and realize that that what you have is real. Amen. Oh God, let our hearts become, amen, as little children. That's what the Bible says. In Matthew 18 and 3, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, Except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Let me tell you, you can lead a child. Unless we become teachable and leadable, we cannot be saved. Amen. Unless we become obedient to the Lord and Him, the greatest thing in our life. Amen. You cannot be saved. Amen. You've got to become as a little child, innocent in your ways of understanding. That is what God is looking for in us, that we, amen, would become as little children. In the scripture that we read into our hearing this morning, scripture, amen, that I'm afraid many have become desensitized to. And I'm going to say this this morning, amen, I'm afraid we as a church, amen, and the church as a whole has become desensitized. Amen. To prophecy teaching and the fulfilling of the word of God teaching. And I believe today that people in their minds, amen, are dead set on McDonald's while they forget about what's happening in the world. And they're dead set on going home to eat at mama's house instead of praying back through to the Holy Ghost. I want to tell us today, amen, don't become desensitized to the word of God or the things that are coming to pass in the middle of our presence. I I want the church to know this. It's time this morning. It's time. It's time. It's time. I want to tell everybody it's time. Amen. For the rapture. It's time for the glory of God. It's time for the power of God. It's time for the breaking of the sky and the trumpet to sound. It's time today. Some would say I've I've heard it all before. But we're going to hear it again. Amen. We're going to hear it again. Something about these feasts. Something about all of these things that that we study about. They do them every year. Every year. Every year. For thousands upon thousands of years. Amen. He told them you keep the Passover forever. You don't ever stop it. Amen. I'm going to tell us today. I need somebody to preach to me the gospel. I need somebody to tell me about salvation. I need somebody to tell me what it takes to be saved. I need somebody to preach holiness to me. I need somebody to tell me of righteousness and mercy and the grace of God over and over and over in my life. Why? Lest I forget. I don't want to forget the principles of God. Amen. I don't want to, I don't want to forget about what God has told us to remember. Jesus' disciples asked him, Master, when shall these things be? And by what sign will these things be? Will they come to pass? I would say today to the church this. God has always spoken to his people concerning the things, amen, that he was about to perform. That is so important today that we understand it. I want to say it again. God has always spoken to his people concerning those things that he was about to perform. He spoke to Noah about the flood. And he told him, build you an ark. He spoke to Abraham concerning Sodom and Gomorrah. Amen. And he sent his very angels to deliver Lot and his family. He spoke prophetically to Abraham about the 400 years of bondage ending with judgment upon Egypt. He spoke to him and he knew about it. 
Amen. God spoke to Isaiah and Jeremiah about the destruction of Jerusalem and the carrying away of the people. Did you know that? He let them know. And Zechariah 7 says this, and this is today, this is so important that we understand. Amen. But they refused to hearken and they pulled away their shoulders. In other words, they turned. Amen. And it can be interpreted as, as they laid their hands upon their shoulders and they pulled back away from them. Amen. They pulled away their shoulders and they stopped their ears. I don't want to hear what you've got to say, preacher. Let me tell us today, we need to unstop our ears. We need to understand today, if I'm going to be saved, I've got to have a preacher in my life. I've got to have somebody preach the word of God to me. And if nobody... And if nobody preaches to me, I'll be lost. Let me say this today. No one can be their own pastor. No one has that authority in their life. And you step into a dangerous area when you think you can be your own pastor. You've got to have one in your life. I've got to have one that I talk to constantly. Amen. I have other ministers that speak into my life. Amen. And give me some instruction in the Lord. Amen. They stopped their ears because they didn't want to hear what the preacher had to say. God spoke to Ezekiel about the returning of a scattered people. Amen. God took him to a valley of dry bones and he asked him, Son of man, can these bones live? And he said... Oh, Lord, thou knowest. Amen. I don't know how it can happen, Lord, but you know us. And God commanded Ezekiel to prophesy. And he prophesied. (coughs) And there was a shaking of the bones. Amen. And life and breath came again. Amen. What happened? Amen. Israel was rebirthed. And we saw, amen, that God was given a prophetical word concerning the nation of Israel. Amen. God gave over 300 prophecies concerning the coming of the Messiah. God never leaves his people in the dark concerning the things to come. Amen. Let me say that again. God never leaves his people in the dark concerning the things that are going to come. I want to tell us today, God is speaking in this house. And all you've got to do is open your ears and listen to what the word of the Lord is saying to us. Amen. We look through a glass darkly, but we still look. We still see. The images are blurry, and we try to put them together. And even as we, even as we would imagine that, amen, every one of us have put glass to our eyes, and we've seen the blurry images, amen, that appear, amen, a little ways away from us, and we're trying to put them together and so it is amen with the prophetical word amen some things are blurry some things amen we're trying to put together we're trying to understand but thank God that we look through a glass darkly thank God that we can see some things thank God that he sent forth his word to us thank God that we've got this amen that when I would doubt about something I've got something tangible that I can hold in my hand and plant it in my heart and to know amen that God's word is true amen and whatever God's word is it simply is by the power and the authority of the word of God I might not understand it all I might not get it all there might be some things that I might not have a deep understanding about. Oh, but thank God, there are some things that I know are going to happen. Hallelujah. Praise God. We look through a glass darkly, but thank God we look through a glass. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 5, Paul told the church, he said, but of the times and the seasons, he said, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. As a thief in the night. That's so scary. Amen. I've said that to say this to us today. Church, it's time. If it has ever been time 
It's time. Jesus prophesied about end times and the condition of the world. And we're living in it. He told Israel would be born a nation in one day. And here we are. He told us, amen, there would be wars and rumors of wars. And here we are. He told us that there would be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. And tomorrow and Tuesday, amen, that may very well be fulfilled in the book of Revelations, the 12th chapter. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. He told us of great floods. And here we are. Amen. We're finding biblical places today are being wiped off the map. Amen. By floods that would happen. Amen. The Bible tells us this. That, that uh, uh, the Bible said in the end time that the Dead Sea would be filled with fresh water. I began to look in, in searches and I found this out. The Dead Sea is dry, but as it is receding, sinkholes are appearing. Amen. And out of the ground are coming springs of living water. And in that spring of living water and the waters that are flowing into the Dead Sea, now there are fishes of every kind. Amen. Why? But because the word of God is absolutely true. And in the end time, uh, the Bible said there's going to be fishermen lined up on the bank, casting their nets. You can't get away from the prophetical. You can't get away from the word of God. You can try. <laughs> I'm going to tell us today this world out there is blind. This world out there has, they've got no understanding of this. They, 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 they don't know what's going on. I mean, in the middle of all this, they're playing ball games. Right. In the middle of all this, they're fighting. Amen. In corruptive manners, in the middle of all this, amen, the political world is upset. In the middle of all this, people are vying for president. Amen. This world has no understanding that Jesus is coming, but the church does. I said the church does. The body of Christ does. Why is it important that I pray through every time I come in the house of God? Because Jesus is coming. Why is it important that I don't get cold? Because Jesus is coming. It's time. It's time that we, the church, woke up. Amen. He told us of great floods and seas roaring and earthquakes in diverse places. We've heard about these. Since we were children, haven't we? Amen. I remember Brother Walden being preached about these by great men of God in the past. 20 years ago, we were seeing these things come to pass. But now, things are coming into focus. Now, uh, 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 prophecy is bringing, it is being put under the microscope because uh, we're, we have more helps now to understand than we've ever had. Amen. We have more translations and more scripture and deeper understanding. Amen. And, and now we, we can search these things out. Amen. And, and know today that the word of God, amen, is what it says it is. Amen. Let me tell the church this. Jesus is coming. I said Jesus is coming. Amen. I don't know what else needs to do. Amen. Or be done in order to get our attention. But I want you to know today that this old preacher is going to stand behind this pulpit. And I'm going to shout it to the top of my lungs. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. I want to tell you today. It might be before we leave the house of God tonight. Jesus is coming. Oh, preacher, I've got time. I've got time. Things are continuing as they was since the beginning of time. Amen. The Bible said simply that's happened just because of the mercy of God. <clears throat> Romans 13 and 5 says this. Now it is high time to wake up out of our sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. How close is his coming? How close is his coming? What else has to happen? Amen, that we would see Jesus and be with Jesus. This past Friday night at sundown, September 15, 2023, amen, the first of the fall feast began. The feast of the trumpets of Yom Torah, the festival which revolves around the blast of the shofar, connecting with God and repentance. There's some things about this that we need to know. <coughs> it's also called Rosh. Hashanah, 
or the new years. Now, I want to tell us today that when we hear these kind of things, amen, in our finite westernized mind, we think this has nothing to do with us. I'm just part of the church. Amen. The laws were, were, were put upon the cross, and I don't have to worry about all of that. Did you know, amen, that the scripture that was preached to the New Testament church, amen, when the disciples became the apostles, was the Old Testament? Amen. The Bible says this, Brother McKeithen, we were strangers foreigners to the commonwealth of Israel but now we have been made nigh by the blood of Christ amen you have been adopted into Israel whether you like it or not you are a Hebrew by spiritual birth and today I'm instructed in the word of God to understand that those things that transpired were a shadow of things that were to come and if I'm going to understand the rapture if I'm going to understand the coming of God I've got to understand what really transpired why are these things important to me amen the feast of the trumpets for Yom Torah the festival which revolves around the blast of the shofar amen it connects us with God and repentance it's also called Rosh Hashanah or the new year of all the feasts the feast and the trumpets the Feast of the Trumpets is the most concealed and shrouded in mystery. Amen. While other festivals commemorate events from Israel's history or have specific religious purpose around them. Amen. And yet God's people were not told, amen, for what reason to celebrate the Feast of the Trumpets. They were giving no understanding about the Feast of the Trumpets. Amen. They were told simply gather together and blow the shofar. And what happened in the blowing of the shofar or the blowing of the trumpet is it elevated the hearts of men and women that the king was coming. So they knew that when the shofar blew, the king was coming. In the Feast of Trumpets, 100 blasts are blown. Amen. With one final blast of the shofar that is being sounded today, known as the last trump. This sound is the call to repentance that reaches the souls of all that hear each blast. And it donates a sense or it denotes a sense of spiritual awakening based on biblical clues in ancient tradition. This is Jewish belief. How should we as Christians, Holy Ghost filled saints, not have a deeper understanding? Amen. That it's time because the King is coming. Oh, y'all are not hearing me today. I said the King is coming. I said the King is coming. The King is coming. The king is coming. Jesus is coming. You better get ready. Because he's coming. My. Come on, if, you, if that don't stir you, you ain't got the Holy Ghost. My God. If that don't wake you up, then you're sound asleep and nobody can wake you up. Seeking the face of God. There was just an unsettled feeling in my spirit. Man, I, I mentioned to some that summer is nigh ended. Amen. We're still not saved is what the Bible says. Amen. The sound that blows on the Feast of Trumpets. That has much to do with us, the church. Is this. The sound of the trumpets, there was a call to repentance that reaches the soul of all that hear each blast. 
And it, donate, it, it donate, denotes, I'm sorry, it, it denotes a sense of spiritual awakening based on biblical clues and ancient traditions. <coughs> Jews believe that God breathed life into Adam on Yom Turah. That Adam actually became a living soul on the days, amen, on the days of the Feast of Trumpets. It is also the day that Israel's kings were crowned and they took their throne. If that doesn't rattle your bag. The resurrection and the complete ingathering of Israel is also tied to the last trump. So today Jewish people see Yom Terah as the days when the bridegroom will return for his bride as the, as the prophets foretold. We have preached Joel the second chapter and Acts the second chapter. But we have missed Joel the first chapter and Acts Amen. The, the rest of this thing. Hear me today. Amen. Joel the first chapter said. Blow ye the trumpet in Zion. Sanctify a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. What am I talking about? The feast of trumpets. Assemble the elders. The children and all those that are still nursing. Let the bridegroom go forth from his chamber. And the bride out of her closet. I want to preach to us today. And tell you Jesus is coming. I said Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Oh, behold, the bridegroom cometh. I said, behold, the bridegroom cometh. What am I telling us today? I'm telling you, we're fixing to not have to go to another hospital. We're fixing to never have to go to another funeral. We're fixing to not have, oh my God, you're never going to struggle over another sin in your life. Pretty soon, amen, all of these things are going to be in the past. Lord God, come quickly, even now. I listened as Jaden began to say some things. And I understand from a little guy, amen, his train of thought, because I remember saying the same things in his day. And he said, you know, one day I'd like to get married. One day I'd like to have children. And one day I'd like to buy a house. And one day I'd like to do all them things. And as a young man, it's hard to understand. You want to do those things. And I remember prophetical teaching and I was young and I thought, you know, I, I want to get married. I, I want to see some things. I want to experience life. But let me tell you, now that I've been there and done that and got a t-shirt, I'm ready to get out of here. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to get out of here. You can have this old world and the ungodliness and the sin and the wretchedness. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of fighting rebellious spirits. I'm tired of fighting aggravating things. I'm, oh my God. I'm tired of fighting flesh. I'm tired of all the hurt and the pain and the wound. Oh my God. I'm ready right now. Let him come quickly. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of this old wretched world. I'm tired. The king is coming. Blow you the trumpets in Zion. I never understood this until I had done a study. Amen. Just within the last few days, and I've read these scriptures 10,000 times. It's amazing the things that you can pick up. Amen. Joel 1 signified the feast of trumpets. Joel 2 signified the outpouring of the presence of God. Amen. Blow ye the trumpets in Zion. Sanctify a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Assemble the elders. Amen. The children and all those who are nursing. Let the bridegroom go forth from his chamber and the bride out of her closet. Amen. Joel the first chapter. What happened in Joel the second chapter? Amen. And they were all gathered in one place. 
And they were in one accord, Brother Kevin. And suddenly, how suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled up what happened. And then the Holy Ghost began to fall. I'm here to tell you today, you better get ready. The bridegroom is coming. You better get ready. Amen. Jesus is coming. Joel, the first chapter, signified, amen, that the Holy Ghost was coming. Amen. Could it also signify, amen, the returning King of kings and Lord of lords? Christians also believe that this is a foreshadowing of the work of the Messiah and what he has accomplished. This is the Christian point of view. Amen. What I preach to you, amen, concerning the, uh, the, the feast and, and the coronation of the king, amen, all of that is Hebrew thought. Amen. This is what Christians believe who are Hebrews at heart. Christians believe that this, amen, is a foreshadowing of the work of the Messiah that he has accomplished and what he will accomplish in the future. The spring feast looked back to the first coming. That was Calvary. That was the bloodshed. That was the death of a, of a Savior named Jesus that died on a hill called Mount Calvary. But the fall feast looked forward, amen, to his second coming. It's the return of the king. Amen. Let me tell you, amen, he paid the price on Mount Calvary. He ascended on high. Amen. But let me tell you, in like manner, he's coming again. We got to get ready. Jesus is coming. First Thessalonians 4 For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven With a shout, with the voice of an archangel With the trump of God The dead in Christ will rise first And then we which are alive and remain Shall be caught up together with them in the clouds To meet the Lord in the air And so shall we ever be with the Lord this is where we're at right here. I, I can't paint, I don't believe, a more vivid picture in my ability that God has given unto me. But let me read another scripture. 1 Corinthians 15 says, Behold, I show, a, show you a mystery. Amen. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Amen. Is Brother Cook saying that Jesus is coming at the last trumpet today? No, sir. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is all the things that needed to be fulfilled according to the word of God have been fulfilled. And I'm here to tell you today, amen, that what a better time. I said, what a better time. What a better time for the coming of the Lord than the feast of the trumpets that are coronating the king. That while in Israel they're blowing trumpets, expecting somebody, amen, in the spirit realm, something begins to echo, amen, throughout eternity. And the trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ rise. What better time. Some would say, well, that has nothing to do with that. Let me tell you today, amen, God is not a random God, Brother Kevin. Amen, God is so precise that it will scare the living daylights out of us. Amen, if you go to the Word of God, you're going to find, amen, that, that thousands of years ago to the date, amen, Abraham walked off a heap, I'm sorry, Moses walked off the mount, the mount that everybody feared, amen. And on that day, he delivered the law. Amen. Thousands of years later, amen, there were 120 in the upper room on the very day. And on that day, the Holy Ghost fell, marking the day of the giving of law. So the giving of the law was done on the day. And on that same day, the Holy Ghost fell and the grace dispensation of God began. What a better day for the coming of the king than the feast of trumpets. Someone say, Brother Cook, you're, you're saying he's coming today. I'm saying he could. 
he could come before the end of this meeting. As a matter of fact, it's winding up now. The Feast of the Trumpets is also called the Hidden Day. It's amazing. Because it is the only holy day to be kept by the Lord on a new moon. No other day of the Lord was kept on a new moon. In ancient Israel sighting, the small sliver of the new moon could be challenging and unpredictable. Unlike the other feast days, no one could predict or precisely calculate amen, the exact day or hour in which the festival could begin. That's why even today, two days of that feast are reserved in case the moon is not visible on the first night. Amen. What am I saying? The disciples asked Jesus what would be the sign of his coming. He told his disciples this. No man knoweth the day nor the hour. Not even the angels which are in heaven except my father. Matthew 24. Amen. This is one of the reasons many believe. Amen. And expect Jesus to come during these days. No one can predict it. No one can predict it. Oh, Brother Cook, are you basing this on just what's happening Amen. On, on the feast day over there. Let me give us this. Amen. Immediately after the rapture. The church. We believe the marriage supper happens for the church. I've taught on this many times. But I want to reiterate. Reiterate what happens here. When the church is taken up. If you will study. The, the Lord's supper. You will find that they took the bread. Blessed it, break it. They took the wine, they blessed it, they drank it. Amen. In that meal, so many glasses were allotted in that. Amen. But a hidden part of that that many of us do not catch is this. Jesus said this last cup, he said, I'm not going to partake of it with you. He said, I'm saving that. I'm making reservations for that. He said, because there's coming a supper. That I'm going to share that, that drink of, of wine there with you. What is that time? What is that reserved meal? Let me tell you what it is. There is a marriage supper of the lamb. The uniting of the bride with the groom. If we shall see the king when he comes. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. After the rapture, what happens? And I know some may be post-tribulation for the rapture. And you can do that. You can go then if you'd like. As for me, I want to go beforehand. I don't mean to cross theological swords with some. Please don't. I'm not here to do that today. But let me tell you this. The majority of the church world believes that after the rapture of the church and the marriage supper of the Lamb is happening, there's going to be seven years of tribulation that is going to be harder than anything that this world has ever known. It's known as Daniel's 70 weeks containing the day of wrath and the day of judgments. It's the time of Jacob's sorrow, which is three and a half years. There are seven trumpets of wrath, seven vials poured out in the end, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Today I didn't come to preach all of that. But let me tell you this. All of that is true and all of that is real. Every bit that I'm mentioning to you today is real. It's powerful. It's real. Amen. But I would not be doing my job today to tell you this. If I didn't tell you this and it's this. That if you do miss the rapture. You're due for a horrible time in this world. A time in which you don't want to be here. Many people believe today, well, if I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do what I want to do. And if I miss the rapture, you know, I'll just go through. I'll go through the tribulation. It'll be okay. Amen. Now, uh, those that, that may believe post-tribulation, uh, uh, you just plug your ears. Amen. Because I'm, I'm going to preach this, I believe, the way that the Bible tells it today. Amen. If we could understand that during those times, amen, the world's population 
it is receding continually as the wrath and the vials of God are poured out. Amen. And again, I would say today to the congregation, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't tell you that I do not believe an apostolic church, having known the word of God, having been given the plan of salvation, will be able to go through a tribulation. You won't make it. If you can't be saved right now in a time of grace when all you have to do is walk up, lift your hands, and receive the Holy Ghost, there is no way in the world you'll lose your head for the gospel. You don't love God that much. Amen. Believe that they're going to be saved after all of that comes upon them, and they they sit and they watch. Amen. Services from their remote control uh, on their uh, on their uh, device on the wall. But let me tell you this: if you don't have enough love of God to get up out of your recliner and come to the house of God, Amen. I don't believe you've got enough gumption to get off the ground, Amen. When the rapture happens. Bible said the same spirit that raised Jesus up will one day raise us up. If you don't have the spirit of Christ dwelling in you, the Bible said you are none of his. In other words, you don't belong to him and he doesn't belong to you. Church, Jesus is coming. When I came in here today, my spirit was still shaking because of all of the Material that I had looked up and read, and I know some are so much more capable of preaching and teaching this than I can. But I'm going to tell us of a couple more things. Today, in 2023, the treaty event, some are calling the seven year treaty, is to be held at the United Nations discussing a signing of multilateral treaties, that is, the treaties to trump. All treaties. Contained in it are environmental concerns. I want to tell this church today, you better watch out. We love nature. We love the things of God. But we don't worship it. We worship the the maker of it. He said, you take authority over them things and you rule over them. Amen. Amen. But in this treaty, they are going to discuss environmental concerns, refugees, a worldwide penal code. How convenient. The laws of the seas throughout the world. There is a disarmament of nations that is suggested in it. And they are looking for a universal participation. They are going to talk about social and cultural rights. And they are going to signify a worldwide economy. And the dates for this treaty are immediately following the Feast of the Trumpets. They begin this Tuesday, September the 19th. And they go through the 22nd. And they expect a full worldwide participation. How close are we? How close are we? How close are we? He said there'll be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. If you go to the book of Revelation chapter 12, you're going to find this written. It said in the the sky there was a woman clothed with the sun, having so many stars around her head, giving birth to a child with the moon under her feet. And they said for the first time in history, the constellation called the woman, That inside of her womb is another smaller star called the child. And around her head is a gathering of constellations there. And for the first time ever, the sun is coming over the top of her head. And the moon is coming under her feet. On what day? Tuesday. No man knoweth the day nor the hour. It could be next year. It could be the year after. Or it could be in the next five minutes. What did I come here to do today? To preach to us this message. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. 
Stand with me today. In all the years of pastoring here, when it's getting to be near 20, 19, There has been many powerful words of God that have been spoken throughout this house. One of them was a couple of weeks ago when three consecutive tongues gave way to one prophetical word and two interpretations. Probably one of the most powerful words of God that I've ever heard given in this church. And what scared me is this. The ones that needed to move didn't move. But I remember another one. I remember another one. Some years ago as the Holy Ghost fell in this congregation and the glory of God enveloped this house. There was a word that went forth from the Lord that said this. I come quickly. And then he said behold I come quickly. But he didn't leave it there. He said, as the world heard the shutting of the door in that dispensation of time, so will they hear the door close in this dispensation of time. I don't know who all is going to hear the trumpet. But I believe that immediately following the trumpet, Brother McKeith, and there will be a shudder throughout this world that every sinner cannot deny. And it will be the sound of the shutting of the door as it sounded when Noah, his door was closed. What happened when the door was closed? Who closed it? God did. Remember this, he said, I open doors that no man can open and I shut doors he said I open doors no man can close and I shut doors that no man can open I believe that will be the closing of the dispensation age of grace and the time that you and I live in will be gone and it will be a memory and the sinners that have not given their life to the Lord and the lukewarm that he has spewed out of his mouth on that day will run to the doors of the church to try to come to a prayer meeting in which there'll not be one. Today I'm telling you this. Just as surely as I'm standing before you, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Could we gather today around the front? as a church, as a body of believers.